To get by in society requires a certain degree of skill in hiding one's true nature. We don't put all of our weaknesses and undesirable qualities on display, and we shouldn't expect anyone else to do otherwise. When getting to know somebody, they're going to leave out important details of the wrongs that they've done and the flaws that they have in their character. Sometimes this is intentional, and a lot of times they don't even know that they're doing it. The brain is really good at finding ways to protect its version of reality, and because of that, few people want to be anything except for the hero in their story. So this, this means that they're going to create an illusion to live in so that they can be that hero. And it's our job to dig through these illusions and to get to the truth. We can't hope to get very far in life without a realistic understanding of other people. And the more skilled that we are in seeing through their facades, the better. So train yourself to be an expert on picking up on patterns. People don't just suddenly become who they are overnight. It takes years of repeated habits. And these habits leave clues. They always leave clues. When you're first getting to know somebody, they're, they're going to present that facade to hide their true nature. All right. But after you do a little bit of digging, they're going to begin to reveal things about themselves, whether they mean to or not. They'll tell stories and they'll, they'll give away you know, hidden thoughts through their body language. So don't, it's really important not to ignore these revelations, anything that they reveal to you. A story in which they acted toxic and destructive, um, that's not a one-time event. And it's not something, and you shouldn't believe that it's a one-time event because it's, it's just not. The, the string of quote-unquote crazy or abusive lovers, that's not a misfortune if it happened repeatedly. That's the type of person that they go through. You know, the, the aggravating boss, that's not like, oh, well, they got... It was unfortunate that they ended up in that situation. And that's the kind of environment that they gravitate towards, or that's all that they are able to manifest in their lives at this time. So everybody constructs an identity for a reason. I've known a lot of people, especially military guys, who they take pride in being very blunt, very direct, and very outs outspoken. And you know they they always like to say that they're being real or they're being honest, but the reality is that they're just. They were rude and they couldn't keep their mouth shut. But what's interesting to see is that down the road, as you get to know them better, you realize the reason that they're so blunt is just to cover up their own insecurities. You know, they never developed a fine-tuned social skills to navigate through the mess of human interactions. So they were hurt by people that deceived them. And instead of improving their ability to read other people, they decided that they just didn't want to play the game anymore. The problem is you don't get to opt out of this game. This is life. You can change your character, and that's about it. You can change the level that you exist on, and you know you can't really do much more than that. You don't get to not play the game. You have to, to some extent. So in the case of this example, it was easier for them to make a big show of not following the rules, which pretty much guarantees that they're going to push just about everybody else away from them and come off as a jerk. However, at least now the rejection is their choice. They're, you know, they're not being left due to any mysterious hidden intentions that they can't understand. You know, now it's because their their chosen persona is something that just takes pride in having this effect on other people. And the reason I'm using this to illustrate is because I don't want you guys to fall into this trap, you know. It is frustrating to deal with the ambiguity that comes with social interactions. Uh, people tend to, to lie. They, they tend to hide their true nature. And it's really frustrating to deal with that. So instead of trying to hide from that fact and get away from it, you need to learn from it. You need to learn how to deal with it. You need to learn how to see through those lies and to come out ahead and, and not just try to run from it or try to come up with these illusions that you can live your life through. So 
take special note of how people behave when things start to get stressful and start to look for any patterns of weakness and incompetence that they display during these times. In the book, The Laws of Human Nature, Robert Greene likes to talk about how important it is to never make the mistake of seeing any behavior as an isolated event. You know, people are acting out the script for their character that they've chosen to play. And that character doesn't have isolated or random qualities. So anything that happens is the result of a pattern. It has to be seen as such. Overlooking patterns has been probably the biggest regret of my adult life. And it's, it's just really, it's taken me a long time to really learn this lesson, but it's been an incredibly valuable one. So stop overlooking the small gestures of disrespect, laziness, bitterness, toxicity, and whatever else. They're not insignificant. Somebody might be able to maintain the illusion that these are minor flaws for a while, but in the long run, you're going to begin to realize that it's just the tip of the iceberg. Something that I've talked a lot about in this series is that the vast majority of our lives are spent on autopilot. So the exact number is subject to some argument, but typically it falls in the ballpark of about 95%. So that's 95% of our lives that we spend pretty much unaware of everything that we're doing. You know, and when I, when I first started on this podcast journey and, you know, my, the research that had taken place beforehand, before I had the idea for the show, I had a really hard time believing this. You know, I heard this number at 95%. That's, that's crazy. Like, I know what I'm doing throughout the day. But the reality is, it's true. And it wasn't for quite a while that I really, it wasn't for a good while that I started to really get an appreciation for just how powerful the unconscious mind really is. You know, pretty much everything that we do on a daily basis is controlled by this aspect of ourselves. And the unconscious relies on basically a programming that was developed who knows when. And it may or may not be useful anymore. You know, this is why we still have issues from our, our childhood because we've never changed the programming that we picked up as kids. So, for example, that time that we thought we were abandoned in Walmart teaches us to live in a constant, constant state of anxiety and abandonment, even though we were, you know, just kind of too young to understand what was really going on. We wandered off, you know, we got lost in Walmart, whatever. But then, what, for, forever, we have this fear of being left and we don't understand where this fear comes from. And it, when you trace it back to the, the origin, it doesn't really make any sense anymore. But that's how the unconscious mind works. It's trying to keep us alive and it learn from this traumatic event. Hey, this is a bad thing. This is um, the, the state of the world. This is how things are. We need to be careful. And the reality is that we just didn't have the understanding to really appreciate what was going on and, and really process what was going on at the time. And the point I'm making here is that if 95% of the day is directed by these unseen forces then which may or may not even be useful but but how likely is it that we're going to change our personalities and the course of our life if we don't even know where 95 percent of our decisions come from it's really difficult that's why you have to bring a lot of awareness to this um, aspect of yourself you have to really do some deep inner work and yeah people do change you know circumstances do force adaptation eventually if things get bad enough but Unfortunately, we don't usually give enough attention to our programming to actually change it. You know, doing that takes a lot of inner work. Like, like I said, it takes shadow work. It takes building new habits. It takes doing a lot of self-reflection and even changing the way that you think just on a daily basis. And it's all absolutely doable. It really is. But it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort. And so while I encourage you to do all this, and, you know, the, one of the main reasons I have this podcast is to give you guys the tools that you'll need to do it to be successful at it. 
I also want to remind you that other people probably won't because it's difficult and they probably don't even know that they need to. You know, more than likely, they will change gradually over time, but only in a reactive manner. You know, outside forces may get so uncomfortable that the pressure leaves them with no choice. But, you know, first of all, even in those circumstances, people do tend to be pretty stubborn in keeping their inefficient programming and pattern. So don't expect too much of them. But on the other hand, you know, even with those outside forces, it doesn't, that doesn't, mean that they're going to change in a positive way necessarily. So look for patterns in others and be hesitant to believe them when they claim that they've changed. Not saying people don't change, but nine times out of 10, they don't. Okay. I'm not saying it's not possible because they do. I've changed a lot. I know a few people that have changed a lot, but the majority of the time people just don't change. So the reason I'm not saying this to be negative or real quote unquote I hate when people say that. I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying this to be just, you know, to have a sour viewpoint of anything or to be bitter. I'm saying it because when you're getting to know somebody, it's really important to pay attention to what they've already done because that's gonna be the best indicator of their future actions. You know, and if they surprise you, great, but you need to be prepared for the fact that people are gonna take advantage of you. People are gonna try to hurt you. Even if they're not trying, they're not malicious about it. They're not trying to get you specifically. They're just self-serving. I mean, that's not necessarily an evil intention, but people are self-serving. People are selfish. You are. I am. It, we all are. It's not a bad thing per se. I mean, it's just, it just is, you know, it's, it's the way of the world. So be really hesitant to believe them when they say that they've changed. You know, that potential partner that you're talking to, that you're dating, if they go on and on about how all of their exes were crazy, you know, they're not a victim of crazy people. They're telling you what their type is. That's what they go for. That's the situation that they put themselves in. The employee that you're considering hiring who's left every job that he had due to differences with former coworkers, you know, they're going to have those same issues here. That's not going to change. You know, if it's a one-time thing and it's a specific environment, okay, sure, maybe benefit of the doubt, but nine times out of 10 is probably it was an issue with that person. So people don't understand the, the reason people don't change is not because they just don't want to change necessarily, but they don't understand what drives them in the first place. They don't understand why they are the way they are. So how can you change something that you don't understand? You know, somebody who's overweight, they don't need more knowledge of how to eat healthy and exercise. They already kind of know what to do. It's not really that complicated. It is difficult, but it's not complicated. The problem is, you know, they have so many bad habits regarding health that it's difficult to fix things. You know, they don't consciously think through every bite of junk food that they take. It's just a habit that they have that they, they don't really, they don't really notice. And you don't think about your habits. You just do them. And that's why you have habits in the first place. It's an, it's an excellent tool. Habits are amazing. They allow your brain to relax and conserve energy by not making so many decisions and using up so much, so many resources. But habits will make you or break you because they run your life. 95% of your life is run off of habits. They're unconscious. They're programmed in. You don't think about them. I talk about this a lot on the show. And the reason I'm bringing it up today is to make you understand that if people don't really do some serious work on their habits, then you can really accurately predict their, their actions just by looking at their patterns or the patterns that they have in their behavior. So I had a conversation with the next one time. And I had seen this quote that I, I thought was really profound. 
and I wanted to share it with her. I think I saw it on Impact Theory social media or something like that. And it says something to the effect of, if you don't know where you'll be in five years or where you want to be in five years, then you're already there. Um, if you don't have a plan for how to get there, you, you, you're already there. You've already arrived. That's where you're going to be. And I was really impressed by this because it's true. <clears throat> you know, if you don't take charge of your life, then your unconscious programming will. And it's gotten you to where you are now. So why would it get you anywhere different? You know, things aren't going to change. So what surprised me was how mad she got at this. She didn't only disagree, but she got really heated about it. And I tried to explain it to her, um, <laughs> which, of course, just made things worse. Um, but she was very insistent that you grow along the way and that things just kind of happen. Well, you do grow along the way. Um, but how many people do you know in their later years, their 30s, 40s, even older than that, who still act the same way that they did in their 20s? Which is funny because she was the kind of person that would always complain about older people still acting immature. You know, and, and <clears throat> people will still act the same way as they did in their 20s, but they have less energy to do it, you know. So they, they, they come across as being a little bit different, but the re reality is they just they put less effort into what they do and the facades that they create. You know, how many people maintain that uh, immaturity throughout their lives? How many people stay in the same place mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and financially just forever, you know? It doesn't just happen, you know? Yes, the universe will try to pound lessons into your life. And they'll try to get it through that thick little skull of yours. But if you're stubborn enough, which most people are, you can turn a blind eye to it. And I've really learned that when people get as defensive as she did during this conversation, that it's because you've hit a nerve. It's some, there's some kind of unconscious defense mechanism happening here. And that led me to realize that she's never really taken charge of her life. You know, her unconscious was trying to hide that from her. And I'm using this as an example, not, not to talk bad about her, but just to illustrate the fact that it's, it's really important to confront the parts of yourself that you're most uncomfortable with. Because her reaction didn't make any sense, you know? And that's how, that's when that happens, it's because there's something deeper going on. So when you notice that in people, it's important to, it's important to take, take that into consideration. And when, whenever you feel the most mental resistance, that's where you have the most work to do when it happens in yourself. It's something that you need to dig into. It's not something that you should ignore. So whenever you get upset and you feel yourself not wanting to think about it anymore, that's exactly where you need to dig in and get your hands dirty. You know, at the same time, when you notice other people getting defensive and resistant, that's where you need to pay the most attention. You know, that's, that's where you're really going to discover what they want to hide from in, their, in themselves and to hide from you. And you're probably not going to get any real or honest answers out of them. But by training yourself to recognize this psychological friction you will be able to understand them better than they understand themselves because you're going to be able to look at that objectively because when that happens, it's, it's the cognitive dissonance starts to take over and they don't want to think about something that they disagree with. They don't want to think of themselves as being anything other than what they want to believe that they are. So if you tell them, if you give them reason to, to think that they're wrong about life, that the, the, the philosophy they have is inaccurate and unuseful, it's going to create a, a certain amount of friction. It's going to be uncomfortable, obviously. I mean, that's not, that's common sense, but we don't take time to, to notice it often. So if you, if you really want to surround yourself with good people, 
Make sure to avoid anybody who doesn't make it a point to constantly work on their self-awareness. You know, we're all people, we're all humans. We've all got a lot of unconscious work to do and growth is not a linear process and growth is not always a simple process and it's never an easy process. So don't get too hung up on, well, this person doesn't do enough of this or that, or they, they're not emotionally aware enough, or they're not, but whatever. The, the self-awareness is the key. Because when you have self-awareness, then you can, the, everything else can kind of follow behind that. If somebody doesn't think that they have any room to grow or that they need to grow, if they think they've got it all figured out, that you need to stay away from those people. Anybody who's content to just sit where they are. Now, I mean, that's going to look different for different people. You know, for somebody might want to grow in every aspect, but financially they're okay with where they're at. And they might not make a lot of money, but, you know, that's not their priority. You know, they're more concerned with being happy than with being wealthy. That's fine. You know, that's not a big deal. Somebody with their 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 health, they, you know, they might, they might really care about getting as good as they, as they can with their job and with, you know, giving back to other people and with becoming a more healthy, emotionally mature person. And their health is just kind of so-so, you know, they take care of themselves, but it's not the priority. Again, you know, you're not going to be a master of every aspect of life. You should strive to be, but you're not going to. If it, You shouldn't disqualify people from being in your life based off of, you know, like one or two things like that. The, the key here is that self-awareness to, to understand that you do need to grow, that you don't have it all figured out. Because anybody who thinks that they do, anybody who expects you to conform to their version of reality, that's a very toxic person. It's very dangerous to be around. Also, at the same time, you, you, you want to really look out for anybody that comes into your life that has any kind of patterns of toxic behaviors, of self-destruction. Um, and the, the signs of that are pretty obvious. Red flags are not really a mystery, honestly. I mean, you, you pick up more as you get older, but it, it, a lot of it's common sense. We just don't stop to think about it. So that's the point of this episode. I'm trying to tell you, take the time to think about it. Take the time, the time to understand that these patterns, that's what they are. They're not isolated stories of, oh, wow, this is crazy. It happened one time. Or, oh, yeah, this is frustrating. Life is happening to me. No, these are the patterns. These are what people are choosing in life. These are the life decisions that they are making. So find the people that are willing to have uncomfortable conversations with themselves. Find the people who will do the work, who will gradually change those bad habits. You know, the people that self-reflect, the people who change their programming, who heal from trauma, who have the presence of mind to recognize that they're acting from unconscious forces. Spend time with those people and, and do everything that you can to become one of them as well. They're kind of rare. You might not be able to find anybody at first. So become that person. The other side of the coin when it comes to noticing patterns is understanding your own, obviously. So be honest with yourself and try to figure out what's holding you back. You know, what needs to change for you to become the best version of yourself. Look for those destructive patterns. Um, try to figure out, you know, what are these qualities? Where do they come from? What, what's the root to them? Try to follow them back as, as deeply as you can and really take that time for self-reflection. So never make the mistake of assuming that you made a decision randomly or that there was no deeper motivation for it because it's not true somewhere deep down inside your brain there was a reason for whatever you did and now it's your job to discover what that is and to fix it to the best of your abilities your unconscious is running a program for a reason 
And it's, it's not out to get you. Like, don't think that, oh, your unconscious making you do these things. It's not out to get you. It's trying to, it's doing the best it can for you. It's trying to keep you alive and successful. It's just that you've given it bad resources. You've given it bad programming, probably unintentionally. That's okay. But it's time to fix it. Okay. Unfortunately, up to now, you've not been intentionally communicating with it. Okay. And remember that the unconscious speaks in the language of emotion and symbolism, stuff like that. So it's going to carry out the orders that your rational self gives it. So from now on, you need to make sure that you're on top of things and you're making sure that you give it the best direction possible if you want your life to go well. So key point here, patterns are not random. Train yourself to become an expert in noticing them and your life will graduate to a whole different level. So thanks for listening, guys. Good luck.